Welcome to your best bet, Super Wildcard Weekends. Uh, this is a late, late, late recording Saturday morning. Going to get this out ASAP Saturday. So if you're listening on Saturday, you may you may be watching one of the games as it's happening live. But if nothing else, there's some our, our, Zach and I's thoughts here on the games tonight. And then uh, the three on Sunday and one on Monday night. So uh, Zach Fitzgerald is here. Uh, very good golfer. Um, great guy. How are you, Zach? I'm doing great. Yeah. Uh, people will be listening to this, watching the game, thinking, look at how wrong they were about that. Look at how wrong they are about this. So, yeah, kind of doing a, a dangerous game we're playing here, putting it out late. But we have confidence, right? That, that's true. I mean, but anybody that listens know that we get a lot of shit wrong uh, with a lot of sports, golf sometimes. Uh, NFL is incredibly hard to predict, uh, much less bet. But uh, we're going to talk about the lines, just talk about the games, our quick thoughts on each of the games, and uh, we're going to do a rapid fire. So uh, getting right into it, six games, Super Wild Card Weekend. Um First of all, do you do you like the inclusion from three or four years ago with a, the extra playoff team, a, a seventh seed? We haven't had a lot of close two seven games. I mean, I do like it. I don't like that they're playing a game on Monday this week. I, I don't. I don't like that at all. I would like to see you know two on Saturday, three on Sunday. I think would be a better slate for me. But I do like it. I mean, you know, it's not like they're letting you know selling seller dwelling teams in. So. Uh, it's we're not getting so far that you know everybody's getting in right right uh from the surface I, I we have three games that have big favorites that seem obvious and we have three games that i i kind of deem as coin flip games and uh, maybe that's a good balance uh we're going to start with the 430 game today uh out in san francisco the uh i don't know if we call them upstart seahawks but surprise seahawks um making it in as a seventh seed behind Geno Smith after the Russell Wilson trade, really a trade that couldn't have worked out more beautifully for them. They'll have a decision to make with Geno uh, in the off season, but today's game uh, in San Francisco, we're expecting a ton of weather, uh, rain winds. Um, right now, the 49ers are in favor by nine and a half points. The over under is down to 42 and a half. That number has gone down a couple points, even this morning because of the predicted weather. Um, I think the big thought here is the Niners behind Brock Purdy have won six in a row, hasn't lost a game. The offense is really clicking. They have one of the best defenses in the league. Um, the Christian McCaffrey trade, I, I mean, I can't think of a guy more tailored for an offense than McCaffrey and Kyle Shanahan's offense. He's been dynamic. He's been awesome. Um, I, I think the big question here is Brock Purdy, can he continue what he's been doing? What do you think, Zach? I think, you know, Brock Purdy is, you know, playing the same role that they asked Garoppolo to play. You know, I, I think he's managing the game. He's getting the ball to the the playmakers and, and then the defense is stepping up when it needs to. I, I gotta be honest. I don't really see a huge difference between Garoppolo and Purdy aside from, uh, you know, the years that Garoppolo's played in the league. So to me, yeah. physically, it doesn't really seem like Garoppolo's any better. Um, knowledge-wise, obviously, with experience. But I think if Purdy doesn't make mistakes, I, I think they can go all the way, personally. I mean, they're they're not a team that I'm saying because of Brock Purdy, they can't win the Super Bowl. I, for sure. Um, I, I think there's going to be some situation later on in the playoffs where 
he's going to have a game where he has some difficulty. I, I don't know if that's today. And I don't even know if he needs to play well or throw the ball that much today because mm-hmm. of the weather. I think McCaffrey is going to have a huge day. Um, take I, I already bet his over on rushing yards, which I think is 73 and a half. I think he's going to get the ball a lot. That mm-hmm. offensive line is maybe top two or three in the league. Um, I'm laying the nine and a half with the Niners. Um, the weather's a bit of a concern, but um, again, I don't I don't see them not controlling the line of scrimmage in this game on both sides. Gino hasn't been as good the last five, six weeks as he was early in the season. Um, I watched a lot of them play last week against the Rams, a game where they could have lost, and the Rams weren't good behind Baker Mayfield. So I, I do have questions. I just think the Niners handle business here. I see like a 27-10, 27-13 type of game. Um that's where I'm headed. I definitely like the Niners to win this game, but I I do not like them to cover. I, I think with the weather, it's going to be a, a lower scoring game. Like you said, a lot of running. Um, you know, they say it's hard to beat a team two times, but probably even harder to beat them three times. And if we're talking about it being hard to beat them three times, nine and a half points is a lot. So for me, uh, I definitely like the Niners to get through. But if I'm betting this game, I'm taking the Seahawks on the money or on the line. All right, so we're split on that game tonight. Eight fifteen Saturday night game. The Jags with their second Saturday night game in a row, facing the. I almost called them San Diego L.A. Chargers uh, behind Brandon Staley and Justin Herbert. Uh, Chargers are currently favored by two and a half points total on this one's 47 and a half. Um, basically the second straight Saturday where the uh, Jags have a playoff game. I considered last week, basically a playing game. I think a lot of people thought that, um, I wasn't overly impressed with, um, some of the things they did. I thought Tennessee played better. They just had a really late critical error and, uh, you know, they almost lost to Josh Dobbs who wasn't in the league about three weeks ago. Um, so I do have some questions. I have some questions for the Chargers, too. I don't know if I'm real confident in Brandon Staley and his decision-making. Um, even last week when they didn't have to play guys, they played some guys. Uh, Bosa got hurt. Mike Williams got hurt. Um, so some of that decision-making may hurt them. I think Doug Peterson's a better coach at this point. Um, what's what what's your, what's your side in this game and why? Um, I mean <laughs> – the first instinct tells me Chargers all the way, you know, because of Herbert. Uh, but then I did see that Mike Williams is out with a broken back, which is really weird to me. It didn't say out for the rest of the season. It said out for wild card game with broken back. So, like, is that saying he's coming back for the divisional playoffs with a broken back? I don't know. That was not – it was just an odd ticker tape to me. That doesn't really matter here. But I would say that uh, I, I like the Chargers. I like the Chargers to win and to cover. Um I will say, though, that where last year I was a little bit wondering if Lawrence was not as good as what everybody was saying is, he definitely, now that he has more of a supporting cast, I think he is going to be a really good quarterback eventually. So as a, as a Colts fan, that's a bit scary for me. Um, but in this game, I think I like the Chargers, uh, and I think I like the over. So you like some scoring. I, I can see that. I, I, I think uh... – I think the Chargers have more talent, um, and I think they're just a little bit – they're a year ahead. I, I Again, I agree with you on Lawrence. He's made some huge strides this year. I, I 
see if he's ready for the moment. I, I just saw the stat where he hasn't lost a game on Saturday since high school, obviously playing for Clemson. Uh, that's kind of a weird stat. Um, but, yeah, I think I'm going to lay the points. The, you can find it maybe one and a half, two and a half with the Chargers. Um, it's always a little bit dicey taking um, taking the road favorite. But I, I just feel like the Chargers are maybe a little bit ahead of where the Jaguars are. I, I really like the Jaguars going forward next year. This will be a good experience for them. Um, I think they were lucky to win last week, as I mentioned. But I think it ends here. <clears throat> I'll take the Chargers, even though I would never feel good about betting the Chargers favorite. I would prefer them as a dog. Um, but that's where we'll both head, it looks like, in this one. Tomorrow, 1 o'clock, the New York Giants. Kind of a Cinderella, for sure, uh, with Brian Dayball, Daniel Jones turning his career around, Saquon Barkley becoming pretty much unstoppable this year. Um, and I'm sorry, that's the 4 o'clock game. I'm already ahead of myself. See, the 1 o'clock game. That's okay. You know, you know, we kind of threw this together. The one o'clock game. I'm sorry. The Miami Dolphins going to Orchard Park facing the Buffalo Bills. The game right now has the Bills favored at, at 13 and a half, a huge number over under 43 and a half. I think the big story here is uh, Tua is out. It's going to be Skylar Thompson playing. And then on the other side of the ball, um, obviously everything the Bills have, have gone through the last couple of weeks. Um it's probably going to be a huge emotional, um, you know, situation at the game. Um, uh, I guess for me, Zach, I watched I watched a lot of the Dolphins Jets last week. I watched Skylar Thompson play football. I, I, he's one of the three worst quarterbacks I saw this season. I, I I feel like this could really be a landslide. And I don't normally take big favorites, but I think this is a really tough spot. Oh, I take Bills, and I take I, I give the points. In this situation. Now, with Tua, it would be a totally different situation. And For the whole sure. Tua thing is is very interesting to me. I, I don't think he's in the league next year. I think that mm. – I think he's – yeah, I don't mm. think he's back with, with Miami. I don't think you can re-sign him. Um, that's a terrible, unfortunate situation for him. I mean, I think he has the ability to be a good quarterback, and I think brain injury is going to eventually ruin his career. But um, – mm. I yeah. think that the whole DeMar Hamlin thing is going to be a catalyst for the Bills. And, mm-hmm. you know, even without Tua being out, you know, they could come out here and, and smoke show Miami, you know, just playing on the emotion of that. We've seen it numerous times. A lot of times, you know, it's a coach like in the Pagano, Pagano situation with the Colts or, you know, when you come mm-hmm. together for a guy, you know, it does seem to in our team environment rally everybody. So uh, in this game, you know, I, I'm going to take the Bills – uh, and I would take the points, uh, and I would probably take the over in this game as well. Yeah, I don't have much to add. I'm with you. I, like I said, I would normally not take a 13-and-a-half-point division uh, game like this. Um, I, I would normally take the dog, but I just I, – I, I don't know, first of all, how they move the ball against the Bills. I mean – there's nothing Skylar Thompson does well that I that I saw, even with Waddle and Hill, and, and maybe it's Mike McDaniel scheming up some some trick plays for Hill and Waddle to get them in space. I'm not sure, but I think I think you know you mentioned the Demar Hamlin situation. I mean, I, I he might be at this game. I mean, if he's at this game, I mean, it could be insane. Even if he's up on the video board, I mean. I think that emotional swell, and it was, we kind of saw it last week when they, they returned that opening kickoff, and then maybe there was a bit of a letdown for a while in that game. But 
Um, I, I can imagine that the crowd's going to be ready for this game. They're going to be nuts. The team is kind of rallying around this situation. I, I think Josh Allen's been really inconsistent this year. He's turned the ball over a lot, but I, I again, I don't, I don't see the Dolphins offering a lot of resistance on either side of the ball in this game. So I've been with you. I would lay the points. I would lay the 13 and a half take the bills. You were talking about Skylar Thompson and I heard a stat the other day on the radio. If you were to guess how many starting quarterbacks or how many quarterbacks started a game this year, how many would you guess? How many quarterbacks started a game this year? I would say in the 40s. It's in the 60s. Wow. Which wow. blew my mind. Like, yeah. I couldn't believe that. This and there's something like 13 teams that have started at least three. Well, if you think about your team, the Colts, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, the it, Niners. Yeah. The Niners, yeah. 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 Yeah, that's a good point. I'm telling you, I don't know if you've watched any of Skylar Thompson. He, he's one of the worst quarterbacks I've seen. I mean, he's I, I, he's, I he's did Nate, not watch Nate, it last week. He's Nate. Well, he's Nathan Peterman level. Nathan oh, Peterman level. I'm I, telling that you, was, that was rough. <laughs> that was rough. Um. Anyways, I digress. All right, now on to I, I think maybe the most interesting game of the weekend: <laughs> uh, the Giants visiting the Vikings, four forty on Sunday. Um. So I, I kind of threw that out about the Giants. I think Dayball has been amazing i think he is an amazing innovative coach to do what he has done with the giants is is pretty remarkable this year um especially daniel jones where now you watch daniel jones and you're kind of you're kind of like oh i'm kind of afraid of daniel jones he can do a lot of different things he can scramble get out of the pocket his his play from the pocket's been a lot better um he has no receivers really to throw to but they're 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 figuring it out on the other side, the Vikings. I, what a what a weird team, right? With a, this really good record, and then the negative point differential. They've been blown out of games against good teams. I don't know what to make of them still. Uh, anyways, the Giants getting three points in Minnesota. Your thoughts? Well, I think Minnesota should hammer them, um, but I don't think they will. Uh, I I take the Giants, and I obviously take the points. So. Uh, there's just something obviously about cousins in the big games and the fact that, that they have looked horrible defensively, terrible defensively over the last half of the season. And they can't seem to hold a lead or stomp on anybody when they need to. So, uh, for some reason, I just have this feeling that Daniel Jones is going to eke out like a rushing touchdown and Saquon is going to jump over the top, you know at some point and they're going to kick a late second field goal to beat them. It, it just another Vikings heartbreak. I think. I, I think that's very possible. I think that's on the table. I think a lot of different outcomes are on, on the table in this game. Um, it wouldn't shock me if uh, giants won by 10 and they control the ball, they control the clock with Barkley and Jones kind of doing what he does. I, I also wouldn't be shocked if this is a Justin Jefferson game where they just figure out how to get him the ball. He has 140 yards, two touchdowns, and they went comfortably by 10 because I do have some questions about the Giants still, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Um, I'm probably going to go the other way and, and lay the three with Minnesota. Um, I don't. I, it's, I would not feel good about betting it. Here's the bet that I do like for this game, Zach. Um, for the game to be decided between one and six points, one to six points either way, uh, plus 165. Um, oh, I do like that. 
So I'm not picking a winner. I'm just picking a close game. I do think it's going to be a close game. Um, really interesting situation, though. I can't think of a team quite like Minnesota in recent memory where they were this good of a record, but no one had any confidence in them. Yeah, 13 and 4, and I think that they were negative 8 and, and score differential for the year. I think it's only the second time that's ever happened. Sunday night, Baltimore Ravens going to Cincinnati. Uh, right now, the Bengals are favored by eight and a half. The over-under is way down in this game to 40 and a half points. The Ravens will be without Lamar Jackson. As of this time, Saturday morning, I don't know if it's going to be Tyler Huntley or Anthony Brown. Do you have any further clarification on that? I don't. Last I heard, Huntley was practicing but limited, and they were unaware. Um, I don't think it matters, though. I mean, they're going against Joe Burrow. I don't think it's out. I don't think it's going to matter this time. So, uh, I, I take Cincy, and I, I give the points. Pretty pretty easy pick for you. Is there any? Uh, and it's not just a Burrow situation, man. It's it's if Lamar was there, it'd be a totally different situation. But you know, I don't really think Baltimore's look good. They eat their way into the playoffs, you know, and and since he looks good, they had success in the playoffs. Burrow's looked great the last half of the season, aside from that game early on where he threw a few picks. He's looked, you know, almost MVP caliber. So, yeah, I have a lot of confidence in Burrow. If we were doing a, you know confidence meter again burrow would be sitting there at number two so i mean i i would i would put him there as well i would my only argument in this game is two things john harbaugh he he's mm-hmm. i think he's one of the i mean he's been doing it for years he he's had undermanned underdog squads for a while um and secondly they're since they made the Roquan smith trade with my bears and a, a trade that i i approved put my stamp on They've been statistically the number one ranked defense in the league, uh, several different metrics. Um, it's it's allowed Patrick Queen to play more of a uh, natural position for him at linebacker, and uh, Roquan's been amazing. And, uh, mm-hmm. again, he was an amazing player for the Bears, but this has been a different defense. It's allowed Kyle Hamilton to kind of roam a little bit more free, do what he does. Um I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of – I don't know if it surprises you, but I'm going to take the Ravens to cover. I think the Bengals to win. I, I think this is an ugly, gross AFC North game, like a 19-13 game. It might be a backdoor cover by the Ravens. I I would feel better if I knew Huntley was playing. At least he's more competent than Anthony Brown in Super Raw. But I believe in John Harbaugh to at least make this a close game, close, ugly game. Um yeah, again, I, I wouldn't feel great about it, but that would be my official pick. But the Bengals, should, they should move on regardless if they cover or not. Monday night, Dallas Cowboys going to Tampa. Cowboys are enigmatic as always. Uh, last time we saw them, last week of the season, in a basically meaningless game, but they decided to play their guys and they looked terrible at Washington and lost. Dak has looked pretty terrible for most of this season when – when he's been out there, led the league in interceptions and didn't even play all the games. Um, conversely, I, 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 the Bucks just aren't – they're not a good team. They, they haven't been a good team this year. They're a slow-starting team. Um, every game felt the same where they were down 10 nothing, 14 nothing midway through the second quarter, and a lot of games they would make their way in the second half, and a few of those they pulled off. 
Uh, Cowboys favored by two and a half. This is a tough one. What do you got? Man, this one is tough, and I still can't decide. I History says Brady's going to win this game because history said Brady wins Super Bowl every two years. So That's right. That's right. Um, history tells me that the Cowboys lose in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm going to take Tampa Bay. I'm going to give the points or take the points. Mm-hmm. And simply, you know, I is as trashy as I think Brady has looked for Brady this year. We're talking about playoffs. Um, I think it'll be okay if they can if they can keep Parsons away from him. Then that's really I, I think Mike is really kind of the guy in this game. If if Micah can can get pressure up the middle and and off the outside, then probably they win this game because Brady's always struggled with that. Mm-hmm. But if they can protect Brady, I see Mike Evans having a game, just trouncing digs and staring at him when he scores like two touchdowns. And yeah, I was going to mention Evans. I feel like he's kind of looked like Mike Evans again the last two or three <laughs> weeks, and I think that's pretty key for them. Diggs is one of those risk reward type of corners where yeah, he might might get some picks, but he. He has his moments where he doesn't look great. I'm with you. I'm, I'm going to take the home dog and just and just have faith in Brady. And this is also just a fade against Dak and mm-hmm. especially especially Mike McCarthy, who I yeah. questioned for years. Um, I, Dak has just he just hasn't looked like the same guy basically since he came back from his his knee injury. Um, Brady's key in this game is, and it's what they've been doing all year, is is short passes, get the ball out quick. And I think against, like you said, Parsons, that's going to be key, just get the ball out quick. It'd be nice if they had a running game to rely on with Fournette. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of reappeared a little bit the last couple of weeks. And I think Tampa's defense is is good. I mean, mm-hmm. I've had questions about their offense, but the defense is good. I, I, I like the matchup here. I just think, like you said, it's hard to – to go against Brady in this situation as a home underdog in the playoffs against the Cowboys. So I'm with you. It's hard to fade history. Exactly. And and like, again, at some point it's, yeah, it's, it's gonna, you know, we did, we saw him lose his last year in the playoffs with the Patriots at home, but it's not a commonality for sure. Um, So we both like the bucks there. We see eye to eye on, on a few of these and we, I think I think we split three and three. So we'll see how it ends up here. And maybe we'll do it again next week at regular scheduled time, which would be uh, one of my favorite uh, weekends of the year, the divisional round when we, we get down to four games. Man, there's only, what, uh, what, 13 games left in this season. So that's sad, but uh, awesome time of year. Can't wait to see how it turns out. Thanks for joining, as always, Zach. Thank you, sir. All right. We'll put it up here uh, in a few minutes. And uh, like I said, I got a stat for you. I got a stat for you that I couldn't believe when I heard it. Yes. First year ever, Aaron Rodgers did not throw for 300 yards in a game. Is that right? Did not throw for Mm. 300 yards in a single game this year. You think he'll be back with the Packers? No. No. Okay. No, he absolutely said that he wasn't going to be in that. that Absolutely said it. Said, I'm going to miss the fans. I'm going to. But it's, it's to you, is that him retiring? No. Okay. Yeah. He might. It's, now he could. I mean, it's depending on how the Packers want to handle that. Right. Yeah. But, well, I, I mean. 
Yeah. Wildly interesting offseason ahead, uh, especially for my Bears. Thank you for uh, thank you to the Colts again for last week. Appreciate that. Getting yeah. the Bears the number one pick. And uh, yeah. we got a lot of different things to uh, get through with uh, scenarios. I got three months of scenarios ahead of me for the Bears. Do they trade back? Who do they trade back with? Uh, most cap space in the league. Uh, so I'll be mentioning that a few times here on the pod for sure. Yeah. All right. So. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening. And uh, catch you next week.